Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Holy shit. Holy shit. You're not going to believe the week I've had. This is fucking crazy. Uh, you're not going to believe this. I was the, the victim, the target of a ransomware attack. Really? Yeah. Russian hackers. Huh. Russian hackers really? demanded... Wow. Yes. Russian hackers, I don't know if they were the time-traveling version or not, but Russian hackers demanded a billion crypto bucks from me, uh, or else they would release uh, embarrassing information, which I, I'm not going to share with you. Um, but, but, they fucked with the wrong person, because I reversed the polarity on the ransomware. <laughs> That's right. Which crossed its streams, which they say don't do, but I did it anyway. Because the dark web works both ways. That's right. Both ways. That's right. And I was able to do all of that. I was able to do that because my body has been magnetized by the COVID vaccine. You know, this is true. And we actually do have some um, supporting evidence uh, to back up your your claims, as as outrageous as they might sound, um, from an actual doctor. So we should should play that because... An actual doctor, not a fake doctor like Dr. Fauci, who doesn't want you to know about magnets. Magnets, how do they work? Right. right. I bet you that was that redacted portion of that one email is all about how, how, how he's, he can't deal exactly. with the fact that these vaccines exactly. are magnetizing everybody and he doesn't know what the... All right. So in any event, let's, <laughs> let's, let's play the audio because cause we, we, we do have some very scientific um, if, audio if you, here. If you thought chemtrails were a real problem, you were wrong. What is a real problem? The 5G magnetism vaccine cabal. Right. And this is, and this is from a... Uh, <laughs> And this is from a uh, a hearing in Ohio, uh, of all places, big shock, uh, of, about, uh, I guess it's about vaccine passports, or I don't know. In, in any event, let's play the audio uh, so you can hear this, so, this where, very where, what was sound. This, where was this public testimony at? It, it looks like a city council. But it's, it's, it, it's in Ohio. I'm not sure if it was like the state house or if it's a, it's a town or a city. Um, but well, you know, it says how, it's, it's a house bill, so it's got to be the state yeah. house. Yeah. Um, it might be at a local, you know, a local meeting hall, but um, but it is a hearing uh, about enacting. Oh, so it's the Vaccine Choice and Anti Discrimination Act, which is <laughs> an act being pushed by right wingers where you can't be discriminated against if you didn't get a vaccine. So, like, if you happen to have like a concert uh, venue or an indoor dining place, and you're like, hey. Uh, it's totally cool if you come in here without a mask, as long as you're vaccinated. They want to make it illegal for people to do that um, because they're just fucking idiots and don't understand that they're, you know, furthering their fucking misery for these people what, that hate What, what happened with- to the rights of business owners to, you know, decide who they, <laughs> right. you know, we, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone? That's against the Constitution. <laughs> Right, right. These are the same people who'd be making those exact arguments if it was like, you know, baking a gay cake, for example, or you know, <laughs> whatever <laughs> fucking... But yeah, let, let's play the audio from, from Dr. Tenpenny, uh, is, is her name. Wait, what is her name? Her last name is Tenpenny, which, which is <laughs> apropos, because she had seems like she's had nails driven through her fucking brain, but let's, let's play the audio of this very serious uh, medical professional. The thought. And... 
Some of the information that I think had been discussed on your podcast related to EMF frequencies. That was a thought. And, and it was, you, a th because now, because right now that? we're all kind of um, hypothesizing. I mean, what is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick. Because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There's been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. Not proven yet, but we're trying to figure out what is it that's being transmitted to these unvaccinated people. Oh, good lord! And the, the, the one, the, the the reactions we we talked about this before you went air, but the re reactions of everybody in this video are priceless, and definitely go seek it out uh, if you haven't seen it. But um, there's this one chick to her left who's wearing an act an actual past HB two four eight shirt, so she's definitely an anti vaxxer But she also has this look on her face like, "What the fuck am I like?" What the fuck? I was the thing I thought it was shocking was that, that most people behind her in the shot in the in the audience weren't reacting at all oh, yeah there's no, one guy who's no behind self. her with his like jaws hanging open he's just kind of staring <laughs> into space oh yeah the like, red shirt guy that like, he's totally slack jawed like just... i've i've been to to public hearings at you know state houses and it goes on for eight hours and nobody's paying attention anymore and you're just kind of like wait what what do we you know <laughs> and you're just there waiting your turn to say some crazy shit but <laughs> I, I would guess from the reactions of people behind her, like most of the people there agreed with her and found nothing shocking about what she was saying, right. nothing crazy about what she was saying. Uh, and we're just like, you know, like, yep, that's exactly Dr. Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So there's this uh, another video from that test. And this is a fuck. I, I would have loved to have been at this hearing. This just seems like a, a wild fucking good time. Um, but... Uh, Here's another video from a, a nurse, allegedly, uh, who also attended. That's the funny thing is there are always going to be crazy motherfuckers that you could find in, in this world that believe in, like really stupid, unscientific shit. And a lot of them do happen to be medical professionals. Like, I'm sure it's a very small percentage, you know, per capita. Like, I'm sure there's less people that believe in this crazy shit that are doctors than that are, say, you know, uh, fucking uh, air conditioner repair men or whatever. But, like, it's just... Um, you'll always find someone like that does this, and they'll try to use them for their credibility. So this is also a nurse sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> putting well, there forth. Was, you remember there, there was a guy who um, I remember what he was running for, but he was on Rachel Maddow back before she went crazy, and they had this just insane interview where uh, he was he was like running for something in in Oregon, I believe, or California, and he had published the, uh, a newsletter saying that, you know, the, the solution to nuclear waste was to spray it in, in the clouds and then just, like, disperse oh. it all over the world and that would, you know, get rid of the problem if you just, like, sprayed it everywhere. And, but he was also a climate change denier. Uh, and, and when she asked him about this, he was just, like, he refused to comment on his newsletter claiming that he, had, he couldn't remember who was on his staff at the time who would have written that. And she was like, you don't have a staff. You wrote the, all those things yourself. And they all say that they're written by you. 
<laughs> and because it was the East Coast, West Coast uh, satellite feed, there was a slight time delay, mm. right? And the, he didn't understand that, and he accused her of, like, interrupting him repeatedly. And she, she was like, we explained to you before we went to air, there's, a, <laughs> there's like, a half-second delay, <laughs> sir. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, so, I just what, and he was a doctor, so that's the, yeah, that was uh, the point right, I was going to okay. get to. So, he was a doctor, right? 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 Education does not mean that you're not a, a fucking idiot. Like it, it, it oftentimes will mask the fact that you're a fucking idiot. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around like what even was his point? Like what? So so you're going to spread the radiation globally. And, and, and it, like well, that, that's was it to been... like microdose like the entire population like right. that's the way so to get rid when of... you have when you have a, a pollution source the the conventional wisdom has always been dilution is the solution right that's right. what they're doing with Fukushima is just let's just dump all the radioactive water into the ocean and it will you know it'll spread out and if it spreads right. out enough then it's it it will it won't be really bad in one spot. No, um, just be a little bad all, in all spots. This is, this is what they do with, with drinking water. Right. So if they have a really clean source of drinking water in, in a region, and they have a really dirty source of drinking water, instead of cleaning up the dirty source, they'll, they'll build mixing stations where they just mix the clean drinking water with the dirty drinking water and then pump it back out to everybody because dilution is the solution. It's Rather just, than clean up the pollution, we just dilute it and spread it to everybody. You know, that, and, and that's that's been the like the the DEQ EPA model that has been approved for like every municipal water supply in the nation. It, it's amazing that the human race is you know in some ways one of the most you know the most advanced species and in, in you know world history yada yada. And, and it's just we're we're constantly undone by our just like unending laziness when it comes to every aspect of like. Conservation and and infrastructure, like everything we do, is just with in mind of like what's the easiest fucking way we can get this off of our to do list so we can move on to the next thing that's not as hard. Like it, every fucking aspect of society and the and the way we do things is built upon that. It feels like yeah, yeah, and it's not even you know it's not like the the rich people in power have to go fucking you know build a thing themselves. <laughs> they just no, have no. to fund it. Right. You know, the, the Hanford <clears throat> nuclear site where all of our, you know, like below ground, we're storing all this nuclear waste on a fault line, you know, 60 feet from Seems the safe. Columbia River. And for, for decades, it's been mandated it has to be cleaned up, but it hasn't been cleaned up. Right. Right. Because they can't, they can't, they're waiting for like some corporation to want to use the land to, to pay for it, which of course... You know, brown sites or nuclear sites like that are the last place corporations want to spend the money to develop. Right. Right. So, it, it, <clears throat> you know, you have all these Superfund sites that uh, have supposedly have to get cleaned up by federal law, but they have to be funded by the federal government, which never happens. It seems to just never happen. Right. Uh, and there's thousands of them all over the country, brownfields that have to be cleaned up. Uh, and it's just well, you know, we're it's we're just gonna leave it. It'll right. it'll it'll be there tomorrow, <laughs> and the next day, in the next <sighs> decade, the next century. Uh, and there's no incentive to right. do it, right? But uh, oh, oh, building a new oil pipeline, oh, we're gonna get that done. By God, we'll send right. in the the fucking Department of Homeland Security helicopters 
to make sure that shit happens. Right. We'll get, um, we'll get to I do I want to play this one last clip from uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from that from that that uh hearing because uh just just and I'm sure that the whole hearing was just a, a slew of fucking uh just just imbeciles like this person that I'm going to play uh but this is another one from that same hearing. <laughs> Yes, vaccines do harm people. By the way, so I just f- found out something when I was on lunch, and I wanted to show it to you. We were talking about Dr. Tenpenny's testimony about magnetic vaccine crystals. So this is what I found out. So I have a key and a bobby pin here. Explain to me why the key sticks to me. <laughs> She's putting the key on too. her neck. Yeah, and... and- yeah, so if somebody can explain this, that would be great. Uh, yeah, so w- <laughs> she's she's taking a, a house key and, like, sticking it at the side of her neck, and it falls well, off, and then she sticks it to her neck again, and it falls off. And well, then no, she finally first she sticks it to her heart. chest, which is, I'm sure, sweaty because it's June in Ohio, and it kind of, right. like, sort of sticks to her sweaty, disgusting, clammy skin. Any- any, and then, I mean, it's, a, it's a key. It weighs half an ounce. Any flat right. metal thing you stick to your skin and press hard enough will stick there for a second or two. A second. And then she pick, puts it to yeah. her neck, and it falls off immediately. And then she picks it back up and goes, well, can anyone explain this to me? What was she um, going to do with the bobby pin? Like, she didn't by the way, do that. Like, what by was the way, happening there? keys are made of brass. There's no metal in keys. <laughs> They're not made of a fucking magnetic uh, alloy that would even stick to a magnet, even if your skin well, was magnetic. Y- so. If you have enough brass, right? Because if you one penny won't stick to you, but if you have ten <laughs> pennies and your name is ten penny, <laughs> then These fucking idiots. I mean, um, did yeah. you know? Did you know that before the COVID vaccine, that we didn't have iron in our blood, but now we do. Explain that. <laughs> Explain that, City Council. Oh, good. Lord, I yield the rest fucking... of my time. It, and it's just, and it's just, and this is something I always used to say about Bush too. It's, it's, it's not just the stupidity, but it's the arrogance with which the stupidest people think that they're the most right and intelligent on these issues. That it's oh, I know, just and like... I love that she. She didn't even like pretend that she like researched this. She's like, guess what I found out on my lunch break. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I opened up oh, my fortune my cookie, and guess what it told me. Motherfuckers <laughs> right. said the fucking keys stick to you after you get the COVID vaccine. <laughs> I opened up my fortune cookie, you know, and said we made the la- we made the virus in a lab and released it to hurt your capitalist empire. That's, That's right. What it said. And on the other side, it said my lucky numbers were seventy three and twenty four. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> oh fuck! All right. Well, you did mention uh, pipelines, and and there is of course the Line Three pipeline that uh, you know they're trying to ram through right now, Minnesota, uh, in, in Minnesota. Minnesota, and. Um, there, there's that video going around of uh, DHS just like terrorizing these these pipeline protesters with like a low flying helicopter, like like flying like really close to them and using the the wake of the or whatever you call it of rotor the, wash, the rotor, rotor wash, right? Where you blast people <clears throat> with dirt and dust and debris, right? You create like a mini tornado basically out of the dust that's around them, right? And this this is. You know, for one, illegal because people people looked. At, you know, FAA forbids the use of of using a hel- low flying helicopter uh, as a form of attacking people or intimidating <laughs> right. people. Uh, which, of course, the police don't give a shit about. If you know, <laughs> right, move bombing. Um, but somebody somebody tweeted out, "Well, this seems like a nonviolent tactic." <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> um, right. Okay, so this is this is. 
this was not a uh, an oil well construction site. This was a, a, a like an oil pump station construction site. But I guarantee that there's still all kinds of chemicals that have been leaked and dumped and just you know, like it, it's a construction site, right? Any construction site. It's not. It's you know. You don't not breathe some... any of that shit in. That dust that gets kicked. Even it, right. You breathe it in. Sawdust is carcinogenic to you. If you're you going to fucking in, breathe you know? this shit <laughs> in. We we you know the city of Chicago just demolished a, an old coal pipe uh, chimney smokestack thing, and they they fucked up the implosion of this thing, so it fell over instead of actually imploding, right. and it kicked up like a mile long <clears> dust cloud. <throat> That that they found out was car like had cancer in it, <laughs> and right. people thousands of people have breathed it in, so now they're suing the city. Mm. Um, and the same shit. This is, I mean, you look at this. There's like a hundred foot tall, you know, several block wide cloud of of gas and dust being kicked up like that. Like that's that's a chemical attack, right? That right. that soil is contaminated by this construction site, and they're blasting people. With it into their hair, into their eyes, into their their nose and throat and lungs, right? Well, did, yeah, and, I mean, and it's oh, yeah. you know if that happened when Trump was president, they everyone would say, "Oh, look at look at what, what Trump's America's turned into." Right, uh, right. I mean, and this is Joe Biden. This is this is this wasn't a local law enforcement agency. This was the Department of Homeland Security Customs and Border Protection helicopter. Right. And, you know, what did Obama say uh, last week in the media? Like, had Joe Biden, I forget exactly how he phrased it, but basically he was like, you know, he's finishing the job I started. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the way Obama... Wait, why didn't he finish the job? He had eight years. <laughs> what, uh, well, what he, he got sidetracked. He got sidetracked. I don't know. I mean, uh, you, had, you had a 60-seat majority in the Senate. What couldn't you get done, Barry? Right, right. No, it's all Joe Lieberman's fault. That's 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 the one. He's the one. Dog. Um, yeah, no. I mean, and, and you look at and he's he's absolutely right. I mean, you look at the way that Obama handled Standing Rock. I mean, it's the exact same thing. Like, uh, you know, Joe Biden and Barack Obama are totally fine with uh, government fucking fascists brutalizing peaceful protesters who are like, hey, maybe like don't pollute our fucking water supply. With your dirty fucking oil uh, and or gas or whatever you know the pipelines are, are transporting yeah. and uh, yeah it, 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 and and you know uh, Biden's actually I think been a lot more uh, flagrant with a lot of these things because the media is giving him an even bigger pass than they were giving Barack Obama on all oh, of yeah. this right wing shit he's doing. So because this was in Minnesota, uh, Unicorn Riot was up there filming, and I was watching their live stream the day that this uh, helicopter roller wash attack happened, and they were you know had a good camera and they're doing close-ups of all these cops and they've all got, you know, uh, uh, <clears throat> thin blue line flag gloves and masks and, you know, they're all, um, they have these guys that have these, uh, like, special red helmets on and their job is to go in with, like, a torch and cut through anything that, like, the, the people who've locked down to these bulldozers have, um, you know, their arms in to prevent them from being extracted. Uh, and they had footage of people being, um, you know, tackled by police. And you, with the pol- they were talking about how the police will do, like, uh, it's what they call jujitsu pressure points, which I don't know if that is necessarily a part of jujitsu or not, <laughs> but that's what they called it. But basically just, you know, finding nerve pressure points where you just press down hard enough that you cause someone severe pain without leaving any kind of a lasting injury. Sounds like for- torture, kind of. 
yeah, torturing people who are doing nonviolent civil right. disobedience. Um, because you know, and they talked about how the the money the, that is uh, being spent to pay all these cops, and they were they were showing like it was it was like city cops and county cops and state troopers, and then you know DHS forces were there as well. So this is this is like every this, kind this of law no T racket for have. every pro- possible exactly. department that you can that you can imagine. But, but they're they're all being paid by Embridge. All the money that's paying their, their, for them to do this job there is, is coming from an escrow account. And to get, like, apparently to, to get the state to sign off on, you know, having them work directly for the company, they had to, you know, to, to get the licensing for that. They had to put all that money in an escrow account ahead of time to say, you know, we're, we have the money to pay all these <coughs> rent-a-cops uh, for hire ahead of time before you know this this action was going to be going down so yeah they're just they're basically pinkerton yeah i was gonna say they're literally pinkertons they're literally fucking hired private security goons like but right which which i thought wasn't even i mean obviously you know everything is is legal if you have enough money but like it it just seems so insane that that's even i mean and, and the funny thing is like these these cops and these you know dhs guys would probably just fucking do this job you know, as part of their right, like even if this company wasn't paying them, but it's it's just fucking insane that that's that's going on, and then, then that's just totally fine with the fucking state of Minnesota, like that. No, you know that it's not like, uh, yeah, it's just that's unbelievable. But well, I mean, it's it's a pipeline, right? Right, and the the pipeline is considered to be of national importance, right? So that's how it falls under DHS, right? Uh, and that's how they can, you know, deputize anyone they want to basically protect the border, protect the nation, protect the national security. And, you know, every every hippie that shows up there and locks arms and prevents them from working, that, you know, that's a threat to national security. And they want to surveil everyone, too. Like, they want to make as many arrests as possible. Oh, yeah. To, to know who are these people, what other wider networks are there that they're involved with. You know, and they're all, they're all going to get, you know, disorderly conduct, and the charge itself won't be that bad. And it's not, I mean, in Texas, they'll try to give people like six months for that shit, but Minnesota's not quite so uh, bad on that. But, but yeah, I mean, they want to they just dragnet as many of these people as possible to continue to surveil them uh, and the organizations they come from. And so on and so forth. Because right. they, of course, the, you know, if you if you physically stop the money for even a day or weeks or months, that's you know that that's how you really hurt them, and that's when they really will will pull out the stops and say, you know, how how many heads do we have to crack to make sure that oil flows? Right, and that's I mean, and that's really the only tactic left to people trying to fight these 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 fucking corporations who are trying to put in these pipelines is just make it completely untenable uh to continue building these things because you're losing so much money uh and you're you're losing so much potential money that it eventually will dip into the region where it's not going to be profitable to continue to try to build this fucking pipeline as long as people are and and then there's the media spectacle that will make Hmm. investors pull out because they don't want to be seen as being attached to something that's so controversial right so you make that that focal point uh, untenable. It's not just the money that they're losing, but you know, like a, a company like Enbridge has a shitload of investors 
putting money into the, the projects they, they are, are doing. You know, and this right. has happened before where you have international investors who, you know, they want to look green but make money off oil too. But if they don't look green, then they'll, they'll pull the money out. And that's happened on many projects that got enough negative scrutiny. Right, right, for sure. Um, yeah, well, let's uh, let's get to some, uh, you know, we're talking about Biden's administration. Let's get to some of uh, what the uh, shadow president, Kamala Harris, has been up to in the last week or so. Because um, she went down to Guatemala um, to, uh, I guess, survey our, our handiwork uh, in, in decimating those, <laughs> those countries uh, through through coups and, you know, allowing drug lords to take over and et cetera. Um, oh, we don't do that anymore, according to, uh, what is her name, Jamie Psaki? Oh, Jen, yeah. Our, our yeah. good friend Jen. Jamie, whatever Jen fucking name is. Um, so, Disgra- as a disgrace to gingers the world over, right. by the way. Uh, so we, you, yeah, we, we don't we, we don't do we don't we don't do coups anymore. That's, right, that's, right. That's been a long-standing policy starting at some indeterminate point in the past. Right, right. Of course. Um, so you know, she was down there and she was doing a lot of P- like you know interviews and PR and um, you know people really rightfully got on the Trump administration for their really racist rhetoric uh, against Latin Americans and you know saying you know don't come here, we're going to build a wall, like, you know, you're, you're not welcome here, you know, if you want to go the legal route, which we all know is bullshit, you know, it's, it's a fucking total, um, you know, Rube Goldberg machine of, of like, you could, it's impossible to get a fuck, to get here legally and to get, like, permanent residence status or a green card. Um, but, you know, people and liberals rightfully called them out uh, for their racist rhetoric about, you know, you're not welcome here, don't come here, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, so with that in mind, let's let's listen to uh, Kamala Harris from this week talking about uh, migrants trying to to uh, seek asylum in America uh, from the, the countries that we've wreaked havoc upon. Do not come. I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. So let's discourage our friends, our neighbors, our family members from embarking on what is otherwise an extremely dangerous journey. I, I could tell the concerns just dripping off of her voice when she talks. She tells about it. at least three different lies there. Uh, one is, uh, you know, referring to uh, a, a legal attempt at requesting asylum at the border as, as illegal. Right, right. It's and saying you'll be turned away. You right. can't be turned away if you request an asylum. You have to. You have to. I mean, there is a way you can request an asylum through some paperwork and send a fucking letter to, you know, the the, the U.S. Uh, USCIS, right? But the way that most people have to request, request asylum is to just show up at the border to request asylum. That is the legal. Way that's the definition of fucking seeking asylum is it's you show up at a border and you, right. you, know, you claim uh, an extraordinary uh, circumstance. Uh, 
guarantee if they were Cuban, we'd, we'd let them in no problem. Oh, oh you're yeah. from Cuba fleeing communism? Come on in. Marco Let's Rubio would seat. fucking invite him over for dinner. Here's, and... a, here's a timeshare in Miami. We got right <laughs> waiting for you. It's, what hey. took you so long? Hey, you ever think about visiting Israel? We got a nice house we could th- we could put you in <laughs> next oh, week if you want. Oh, we've thousands of homes in, in, in the West Bank just waiting for somebody to kick them They're out. They're just sitting there. Nobody's using them. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, so just want to re- just want to read her her quote again here the the main line here. I want to be clear to folks in this region, folks. <laughs> well, we, sh- we tortured some folks, <laughs> right? Right. They uh, all they all use that because it softens the blow. So There's psychosis, right? Folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the U.S. Mexico border, do not come. Do not come. Which sounds like kind of kind of like weird fetish thing that she's reciting. Like, you better not come. If you come, we'll punish you more. Uh, so and, here's here's yeah. Kamala Harris from February 16th, 2018. Oh. A, tweet, a tweet of her own. Our supposed leaders in Washington need to stop attacking immigrants and instead make clear that America, America is a place where immigrants and refugees are welcome and contribute to our society. Ooh, weird. Weird that she would say that. And then, I and wonder then, what changed. I, I, I wonder what I, changed. Right. And now, you know, of course, for anyone that expects principled uh, opposition to this from liberals, uh, <laughs> look elsewhere. Because if you look through, you know, just, just the rhetoric of, you know, the reporters on Twitter and just kind of general, like, liberal replies to things like this, just even within this video, you will um, tear your fucking hair out. And and I, I was just looking through as, as we were talking... Um, and all these people are liberals, by the way. It's you, you can go through their fi- profiles and confirm it. But uh, the, the, the K Hive, this is what they were born to do. Oh yeah, is defend the indefensible, and, right? and, and just like leap over hurdles, twist themselves into knots, trying to explain how this is this is totally fine. What she said, and this is nothing like Trump, right? And you know, and then the press secretary had to do the same thing. Well, I just want to clarify. That Kamala Harris's message is is that people can still seek asylum. They just they need to do it from from a facility that's nowhere near America. They they just need to wait it out in whatever circumstances is threatening their lives and their children's lives so much that they would risk being you know dying right uh, on the open road on foot. They just need to be a little bit more patient as we process their paperwork. That's and yeah, and it's fucking horseshit. And that's of course not at all what she was saying. Like that's literally not what she was saying. <laughs> like just fucking making that up. But uh, I'm just, just reading through some of these replies. It's just and it's without a, without fail. I haven't seen one being like, "Wow, we shouldn't talk about immigrants that way." It's not doesn't reflect well on Democrats. No, they're all they're all like this. Uh, the borders being overloaded, they will just send them back anyways. I think it's good that Kamala is being direct and truthful. We need to get our shit together before anyone else illegally comes. Then we can start accepting them. Uh, here's another one. That's going to be so bad for the Thuglicans narrative who like to say that Dems are for open borders. Bookmark this tweet for the 2022 midterms. <laughs> Hit a far, and th- this person responding to their first tweet. Hit a nerve with the far left. Got it. All I'm saying is that this clip won't be on Fox News. That's it. It can't get clearer that, uh, than this. Midterms 2022. The GOP will resort to whatever flavor of the month culture war, but they can't disagree with her on this point. They literally don't fucking care about anything. It's fucking unbelievable how just fucking pathetic team sports, sad fucking lives that they live, where they literally all all they care about is 
who's the who's the fucking you know star of the moment that I love that's that's you know in power and like it, it, it's just so fucking infuriating that that we get lectured by these fucking people when we tell them about all the horrendous shit that Joe Biden does uh, that they were screaming their fucking heads off when when Donald Trump was doing essentially the exact same fucking thing. Like, you know, with 10, 10% more fucking stank on it, basically. Joe Biden's doing the exact same thing. Like, there, there, there's nothing in practicality. Uh, there, there's nothing in practical application that Joe Biden's doing that's any different than what Donald Trump is doing when it comes to immigration, right. when it comes to health care, when it comes to fucking any major topic. And, right. Yeah. Well, it, there's, I mean, there, there is, um, you know, I mean, the K-Hive is based on black celebrity. That's that's all it is. And if you're someone like, you know, Prejoy Gray, and you criticize anyone who's a black celebrity who's in power, you're you're cast out of that that click, right? right? And you know, you look at the people who are defending Kamala Harris and you know celebrating Lee Carter's defeat yesterday. Right. It's it's you know it's it's a Venn diagram that's just a a perfect circle. Perfect circle, right? Right, and. You know, it's 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 just lusting after anyone in power who, you know, looks like them. Right. Right. And and anyone who criticizes that power is suddenly, you know, come on, man, you're not black. Right. You're not you know, if you don't vote for John for Joe Biden, you ain't black. Right. Biden Biden got the memo on how to do how to do the talking points. He's just such a fucking idiot that he can never, you know, do it do it subtly. He always just blurts out whatever he's he's told to, you know. Where he's told right. to run with, and um, yeah. you know, and that's a very small percentage of people that are, you know, that that is their political ideology is just black celebrity, but right. it's you know, the, the, they're the people who will, you know, the people that defend Candace Eiston, right? The, the I saw people that were celebrating Lee Carter's defeat say, well, he he disrespected Candace Eiston. <laughs> So I'm 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 more than happy that he was defeated in his. Don't you know, say her both. name again. She's going to appear in the mirror behind me. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean that's that's the funniest trope because like I don't know anyone that has a bathroom big enough where two people could stand behind each other in front <laughs> right. of the mirror. <laughs> like, right. Only, only rich white suburbanites, which is why those movies were so effective. You I know? know. I know. Like my my bathrooms. Like you can you can. If you can squeeze past the toilet while the, you know somebody's already in there to get to the mirror, that's for people who know, have like two you... sinks inexplicably in their fucking bathroom. You know those weird bathrooms oh. where they have two fucking sinks. Oh right, because you you decided to <laughs> fix your failing relationship by going into extreme debt together to buy a house that has two bathrooms. Like right. oh, you could share the house, but you you got to have separate sinks. I like I, the, I've never like, had the desire to like brush my teeth next to my wife. Like it's just a, what a weird fucking. <laughs> No, my my parents were smart. They were like, "Okay, we're gonna we're, if we're gonna do this. We're gonna have two separate bathrooms. We're not gonna fucking share the same bathroom." Right, with two right. That, that would be my that's, preference is to have my own bathroom. Psychotic show. Oh, what if we could just you know <laughs> do our hair and brush our teeth side by side? No, right. No, we're not fucking. Right. Why don't you put two toilets shit, in there? To, you know, just <laughs> so you can fucking hold hands. Like. Two toilets across from each other, so you can hold hands while you're shitting. <laughs> As a couple. <laughs> oh, man. That'll be the next fucking HGTV trend, I'm sure. <laughs> That'll be oh, the next big God. trend. I um, was just tweeting about that yesterday. 
you know, because I'm about to uh, be heading home to the to the family. I got a memorial thing I got to do, so I'm heading back home. And and mom is just addicted to watching HGTV, right? And you watch these shows, and they're just like some of not everyone on these shows is like a just vain house flipper type thing. Like some of them are just like, hey, we we lucked out and won the lottery, so we want right. to buy a house, right? And they seem like decent but boring people. Uh, right. But some of them, they're just like fucking neurotic couples that just should not be together, right? And, and they think that, well, if we just go into debt buying a house together, then we'll, we'll you know, then we have to get along because we have to fucking live together. And you're only seeing just, you know, like a 20-minute to an hour-long segment of their lives, right? But you see enough that you know that, like, they're, they're, they're holding back how much worse it is, you know, or, the, or like the show's editing it out, so <laughs> right. like the, the more off-color things they're saying to each other. Um, <laughs> right. And, you know, occasionally there's a house that's kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. I feel like they did with the molding there with the, you know, trim work. But uh, for the most part, I just watch that shit to see the, the fucking, like, to, to validate why it is that most people shouldn't get married to the person they're married to. <laughs> I think I think reality TV is a lot based around that. Like the viewership for reality TV is a lot based on just like, oh man, like how fucked up these people are. Like glad oh, I'm not right. them. You know? Right. Right. Because fucked up people want to see that too, because they want the validation and thinking that they're not that right, fucked right. up couple, even though they probably are. Right. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I watch a lot of uh, This Old House, which is, it's, it's kind of like the, the working class version of all those HGTV shows, because it's right. on PBS. And you got, you got a little uh, wood shop in your basement, you've been uh, cranking out some furniture, so it's probably a, a practical application there for you, well, too. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, th- and those shows are more just like, this is how you replace your faucet in your kitchen, and this is how you f- install right. a new outlet. Right. And the, you Before know. there was YouTube, you had to go to This Old oh, House. Yeah. Oh, and that show has been on for like 40 <laughs> fucking years, you know, it's, it's insane yeah. how long that show's been on. Yeah. Up Back when it Bob started, Ross. it was called This New House. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, jokes. So, you know, back to back to uh, less fun topics like Kamala Harris. <laughs> um, there, there's also another clip going around because she uh, did an interview uh, on this on this junket with uh, Lester Holt from NBC. Um, and, and again, I just th- this is what makes me laugh when everyone's like, oh, my God, well, they're just grooming. And they totally are grooming her to run for president because how many times have you seen a vice president do this much frontal PR work on like anything like it, it, it like they just, you know. They're completely trying to manufacture consent for her to just slide into that seat without even having a primary uh, sure. in 2024, but or 2028. Um, we know whatever whatever may <laughs> yeah, come. Biden's the only one who's not grooming her. <laughs> right, right. He's, 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 he's grooming himself to. He's be grooming whatever child they let around him now. Um, but uh, so yeah. So but the funny thing about that is I I kind of like I'm not really super worried about that. I kind of laugh because. She's she's just impossible to fucking vote for. Like you, she opens her mouth and she will drop ten points in the polls. Like she's just a miserable fucking person, and uh, she can't help like the she can't hold that veneer up at all because she's a cop. Like at the, at heart, she's a fucking cop, and cops are assholes, and they can't be fake nice to people because they think that they should never be questioned. Whenever they are questioned, they get extremely fucking defensive and nasty and prickish and. Uh, this clip is a, is a good illustration of that, I think. I, at some point, you know, I, quickly put a button. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So you, this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. 
I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. Well, I, I mentioned it because I, even, I, I know Republicans have certainly come at you on this, but Democratic Congressman Cuellar as a border district has said to the, you and the president, come. You need, I care you need about, to see this. Listen, I care about what's happening at the border. I'm in Guatemala because my focus is dealing with the root causes of migration. There may be uh, some who think that that is not important, but it is my firm belief that if we care about what's happening at the border, we better care about the root causes and address them. And so that's what I'm doing. It's so just, she's not there to address the root causes. She's there to negotiate with the president of Mexico and the president of Guatemala to get them to crack down on people they know are traveling through their country to go to the U.S. Right. So she's, she's approaching it as a law enforcement agent to get them to arrest and detain people before they get to our border where we have to do it. Because we know it's a fucking PR nightmare for us. Right, <laughs> right. So that's we, the whole reason we, they're we, undertaking right. this. We want them to be arrested in those countries before they get here. That's what she's doing. So she's not there to address the root cause of anything. So this, this is one of these K-Hive accounts I want to quote here from, who was defending her, uh, her statement there, uh, quoting her, this account's name uh, is uh, Chantizi, right? Mm -hmm. K-Hive supporter, hardcore. Uh, same account I was mentioned before that was... Uh, uh, gloating about Lee Carter losing right. because uh, he had criticized Candace Eiston. Uh, she's quoting Kamal Harris here saying, I will visit the border. I have visited the border numerous times. VP Harris meant that. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh, she meant that. And somebody replied, she's from California. Maybe AOC has no clue being from New York, but VP Harris knows. Like, knows what? Like, oh, because because California borders Mexico, Kamala Harris doesn't need to go to the border. Like, I don't need to go to the border. I'm from California. Like that. Well, we know that, she. That's nonsensical. Right. Like I implying that she's so you know worldly and knowledgeable, and being from California <laughs> means that she knows all about the border. So right. She it's, has to go there herself. A state which stretches from the bottom of the country to near the top of the country. <laughs> so, right. You know. a, a state where Kamala Harris did so bad in the primary, she was in sixth place and dropped also, out wasn't three she months from San before Francisco? the Iowa caucus. Which is Northern yeah. California? Like, she's from, she was from Oakland. Oh, right? Okay. So, well, yeah, which is Northern California. Like, <laughs> so it's, I replied like, to this guy. I said the exact. I said what I just said to you. You know, I replied to this guy. She's from California. Maybe AOC has no clue from from New York, but VP Harris knows. So I replied, "Yes, California, where Harris was in sixth place in the primary, which dropped out three months before the Iowa caucus, because nobody there wanted a cop for a president." And this guy replies, "Do you feel better? You used all the leftist right wing buzzwords. Congratulations! Oh wow, that's that's nice. That's a new like, one. What uh, buzzwords like Iowa caucus?" <laughs> Buzzwords like, like the, the the objective reality of, of, of how the primaries played out. I, I like what, the right wing what, too now, implying that that, that yeah. leftists are somehow Nazis. That's you know, not at all using Fox News far right uh, actual Nazi talking points. Right. I can't tell the difference between the people that want to give me health care and the people that want to you know throw the Jew down the well. Right. What's, what's that's the same person, right? But enough about Sasha um, Baron Cohen. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I just I I finished it up with, uh, you know, what's it like being a radical centrist and replacing 100 billion neurons with flesh-eating worms in your brain? Uh, <laughs> I didn't nice. reply to that, so. Uh, well, I guess they're trying to figure out 
<laughs> what that is like. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, it, she's she's such a piece of shit. It, it, it really is unbelievable. But again, you know, it's just, this is going to be the next three years, um, potentially the next fucking seven years <laughs> if, if these motherfuckers win again. Uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it, it's really depressing. But, you know, there was some good news in the world. Um, in terms of global leftism, at least, because uh, Peru just had their presidential election. And uh, by a narrow margin, uh, Pedro Castillo, uh, who is the uh, socialist, I've heard him described as Marxist-Leninist candidate, uh, running, uh, defeated narrowly defeated uh, Kiko Fujimori, who is the um, daughter of the uh, fascist ex-dictator of Peru. So, you know, the, the, two, the two sides I don't think could have been any more stark and, uh, you know. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one because I, I haven't been following this for a long time, but uh, it's, the, he, <laughs> like, rural socialist doesn't automatically mean, you know, what, what we hope it would because right. he's got some extremely regressive social views. Right, right. Uh, which, which, you know, shouldn't be ignored, but you know, I it, it, I, I was reading about uh, Kaiko Fujimura and her father, and I kept seeing articles that say, you know, said like, oh, he's serving out a twenty-five year prison sentence for corruption, <laughs> corruption, and human rights abuses. Oh. And I was like, I was like, oh, what, what was the human rights abuse? So I finally found an article, and it was like, oh, he ran death squads. Oh yeah, De- no, death just squads. That little chestnut. Uh, human rights abuse is where you you know don't let people in jail talk to their lawyer within twenty four hours. That's a human rights abuse. <laughs> Uh, when you command death squads, that's mass murder. Right. That's not a human Genocide. rights abuse. That's fucking mass murder. Um, but yeah, she's in trouble too because apparently she accepted like seventeen million dollars in foreign co- uh, campaign contributions <laughs> and may be indicted for it soon. Oh, nice. <laughs> and and of course she says, well, that's just this is a, just a political attack. It's like right, really? right. And of course she's claiming all types of fraud left and right. Um, you know about this election because. I would be shocked if this guy is actually allowed to take power because he won by such a narrow margin that there's no way they're not going to figure out a way to 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 throw the votes from him or, you know, barring that, just kill him. But, uh, you know, at least, you know, for now, it seems like, um, you know, it, it, it's a good outcome. I mean, and obviously, yeah, like you said, he is. But, you know, and, and that's... And, 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 and within America, I would never excuse that of a candidate that I supported... It's tough in these other countries because a lot of these, a lot of other countries are very conservative because they're very Catholic. They're very, you know, Christian. It's a very, I talked to, like, I, I work with somebody who's from um, the Philippines and the whole country is fucking super conservative. The, the left, the right, like in terms of social issues and, and like, oh, yeah. it's just a different fucking world. Like they, like when they, you know, talking about like just the way things go on here, it's just like, it's very bizarre and foreign to them, you know, not, not to, uh, state the obvious but it, it's it's a very interesting dynamic so i mean it, it is you know i and, and none of this should be excused on any level but again it's it's you know like it's you know what are you, you gonna do it's chinatown <laughs> when, when, when you're chinatown? when you're running to be the leader of a nation it's not just like oh my uncle's got some you know crazy regressive no, views right. like i mean i wouldn't this you is know, somebody who wants to be vote for this you know, person so, but that's a different so pedro castillo uh castillo uh, says he is opposed to legal abortion. So it, he's not a, apparently he, th- he thinks illegal abortion is fine, but it's legal abortion <laughs> should have that. Uh, right. Opposed to same sex marriage. 
He said that LBGTQ plus rights are not a priority, uh, and he opposes sex education. Yeah, it's just all, it's all, like, all what, rooted where, in fundamental Christian psychosis, <laughs> you know. I'm sure. Right, right, but it just like really. Right. Like, what? What about library cards? Are you opposed to that, <laughs> Pedro? As well. Like, right. what? How? How far down this well does this go? Uh, but yeah. So, and of course, this this kind of this this sort of uh, ideological tipping point is how people are saying, well, you know, the the, the far right. Uh, Kaiko Fujimura, she's all about LGBTQ <clears throat> rights. You know, it's like, well, right. okay, so so you got somebody who's pro LGBTQ, who's, who's a fascist, whose father uh, was a dictator who operated death squads, uh, but you know, she's all about Pride Month, so right. you got to vote for that. Like that's that's what it gets fucking presented as in our media and our Western media right, is that's the that's the divide. Um, you know, but then the fact that you know that he that uh, Castillo's uh, good on on labor stuff, you know, and wants to nationalize their copper mines. That's that's presented as you know the the dark far left. You know, oh the markets Sinister already music playing. the mar- right. the markets are in, in tar- the stock market's crashing because he wants to you know spread the the wealth around of his country's natural resources. That we just no we can't abide that can't abide that right. not not the. Not the aggressive social views. We don't, we don't care about that. But and he, he's an interesting character because he grew up. His both of his parents were illiterate, uh, completely you know dirt poor, uh, and he ended up becoming a teacher. He uh, led uh, labor strikes in 2017 when when their budget was being slashed. You know, just totally um, without you know with, without reason. He led like massive teacher strikes. And, yeah, and it's just you know again that fucking. It's just the fucking religion, I, and you know we talked about last week about the the uh, the residential schools, quote unquote, uh, mm-hmm. in Canada, and it's just they religion just preys on fucking poor, vulnerable people and and infects their fucking views of of social issues on shit like that, and it's just really a shame because somebody like him could be such a transformative leader if he still believed in everything he believed in economically and just didn't have these backwards fucking social views but you know right which is weird coming from a like a, a you know marxist perspective because right because that's know, not at all marx, what my, right. marx wasn't real big on the church uh so yeah and again you know if it looks like this is going to be this close of an election it's going to get contested and I'm sure eventually the the oas will come out and say well we, we we noticed some irregularities which is just you know they make that shit up off the top of their head and right so uh but yeah still it, it's it's better than the fascist winning for sure it's better than the 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 death squad daughter <laughs> right uh does it look you know how many pe- fucking women are are you know what, what's the anna navarro you know oh, like yeah she's, she's cited baby as, contra you know baby contra right it's like where do all these fucking fail daughters come from all these daughters of death squads <laughs> Uh, but yeah, while we're while we're talking on uh, about Latin America, I was um, noticing now that it's June again here in Chicago. Uh, Puerto Rican flags are are flying usually two at a time from uh, speeding vehicles. They like to do a lot of car caravans around here in June. I don't know exactly if there's a specific date that they're celebrating <clears throat> here in, in Chicago with uh, Puerto Rico, but it's sort of like. <clears throat> <clears throat> a month long celebration of I mean like I know there's a Puerto Rican parade that happens in June right. in a lot of big cities 
but it's not like Mexican Independence Day, uh, September 17th, but there's a specific day right. that is, is celebrated. <coughs> but I'm, I started seeing this last year, and I'm seeing it more and more even this year, is seeing the black and white Puerto Rican flags, which is a, a protest symbol, you know, kind of like if we flew our, our flag upside down, you right. know, it was like our nation in distress, whatever. It's like that. It was, it was about, I'm not sure how many years ago it was, but it was, oh yeah, so it was 2016 <clears throat> that uh, Obama pushed a bill through Congress. This was a, a Republican Congress, but, um, you know, you can, you'll, you'll see why they were happy to pass <laughs> right. this for Obama right. here in a second. But because Puerto Rico, which is a, you know, called a, a commonwealth, which sounds much better than colony or territory, it's a commonwealth, we share the wealth, uh, <laughs> is uh, basically is like $138 billion in debt right. to U.S. banks, right? Which, again, like, how do they get in that debt in the first place? Like, who, you know, like, pe- poor people don't wind up in debt on accident. They didn't, they didn't go and, let, you know fucking build a, a hotel resort and casino and then it you know lost money somehow and then they're in debt because turns of out that. we needed to pay for that <laughs> <laughs> can you believe it right no, yeah, that doesn't happen so right you have predatory lending uh on on a global <laughs> scale obviously and and you know uh the way that obama wanted to fix it was by passing a bill called the uh, promisa act which is a long acronym, but PROMISA is supposed to sound like promise. Like, you promised to pay us this money back, and now we're going to make you. Like, that's what it's supposed to kind of imply. Right. So, so Obama pushed this through Congress, sailed through Congress. Uh, what, what PROMISA, the PROMISA Act does, is it creates a fiscal control board comprised of seven members, appointed members, <clears throat> not elected. Oh. The board would be not accountable to the island government and would have control over Puerto Rico's budget, laws, financial plans, and regulations. Seems fair. The, con- the control board has the power to force the island government to balance its budget and force a restructuring with bondholders. About $65 billion of the island debt is in bonds. Uh, and uh, other credit agencies if an agreement is not reached. And it also allows for the federal minimum wage to be lowered to $4.25 an hour for island lowered. workers. Lowered to $4.25 an hour for island workers under the age of 25. <clears throat> Additionally, the U.S. Labor Department's new rule on overtime pay for salaried employees would not apply to Puerto Rico. Wow. So <laughs> this, is, this is Obama. Right. Thanks, Obama. So... So, and this is from an article I'm reading from, but it also went on here. Some of the provisions have been criticized as not being directly related to fiscal issues, <laughs> such as allowing the control board to designate energy and infrastructure projects as critical and bypassing public review and environmental impact studies. Oh, yeah, no, that seems, that seems so, fair. You know who else did that exact same fucking thing? Trump? It was Governor of Michigan, Rick Snyder, who oh. appointed emergency managers to overrule the elected governments of cities in Michigan, which then decided to reroute Flint's water supply from Lake Huron to the Flint River, which caused lead pipes to poison everybody. Right. That's exactly how this fucking happened. Right. And Obama's done the exact same thing with Promesa in Puerto Rico. Right. So that's mm. why you see thousands of people driving their cars around flying the Puerto Rican flag 
red, white, and blue, and also the Puerto Rican flag in black and white. Right. And I've even seen this old uh, flag. It's like a, uh, I believe it's like a uh, red cross on a white background with a blue star or a white star on a blue background. Is it the pre-colonial um, Puerto Rican flag? It's a, right. So it was a flag of rebellion against the Spanish from like the 1830s, wow. I think. And that rebellion was basically a failed rebellion, but it was it was that flag was seen as like heresy by the Spanish. And if you flew that <laughs> flag, you could be you know hanged or tried for treason or whatever. Right. I've seen people flying that flag right wow. now. Now, obviously, the Spanish is not the problem, but it's it's become a it's more of a symbol of anti neoliberal, anti colonial right. sentiment here and. And it's great to see that shit because I I I would be if if, if somebody was like, hey, look, um, you know, so we we put your country in, in massive debt. You have no elected representation in our in Washington D.C. And now we're going to lower your wage to four dollars and twenty five cents an hour. Have a nice day. I'd be burning shit down. Right, right, absolutely. I mean, and it's it's just unconscionable. And you mentioned to me, you know, uh, the other day about how. Lin Manuel Miranda, that fucking CIA plant was like. Oh yeah, yeah. What was his his relation to pushing this Promesa act? Oh yeah, well because he's a prominent Puerto Rican uh, that Puerto Ricans have disowned, he lobbied for it. Right. He was making the rounds, you know, trying to to whip up support for it uh, as a celebrity. <laughs> um, and then in in the midst of they call the that doing turmoil, Trying to convince people of your own race or ethnicity that something that's right. super harmful to them is right. actually super good and for then, them. After this, the, all the the turmoil and strife after uh, Hurricane Maria, mm. he wanted to bring his play Hamilton, which we've talked about extensively in the past, which is a play that basically erases slavery Whitewashes uh, a by lot of shit. by recasting by recasting slave owners as black people who weirdly don't talk about it. Uh, which is just like a like a new form of, of blackface, basically. Right. <clears throat> he took his play down to Puerto Rico as a charity event, which then like the the play was going to be held in a place that was going to displace a bunch of local artists, like like literally displace them from their college, right? Because this production is such a big fucking deal. Right. And people protested to the point where he finally called it off, and then said, "Well, you know, like I was just trying to do this for for Puerto Rico to help raise money for the like no." You lobbied for austerity that's hurting these people, and you're just trying to self-promote right now. That's all he's right. doing. I, re- I even remember after uh, Hurricane Maria, there was the, I think they had some big like hurricane relief concert or something, um, or maybe it was that you know I think it was actually on John Oliver's show that he did this. He he performed this like really fucking self-serious like sing cry song about like helping puerto rico and it, 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 even the lyrics of it were neoliberal it was like 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 oh statehood might be nice but right now let's focus like it was so ridiculous I, I remember just being like flabbergasted even at the time not understanding how fucking insidious and fucking how much of an op that guy was like being like this is a right. weird <laughs> this is such a weird messaging on this fucking on this thing but yeah he's well, just such if a you ever want if you ever want to see the the real Lynn Manuel Miranda watched the the episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm that he's in. Yeah, because he like the the joke is that he's an asshole, right? <laughs> and like every scene he's in, he's an asshole, right. right? And like like much more than Larry David's character, which Larry David 
on a, on the show Just plays thing, an asshole. Right. Um, although I, I imagine it's not much of a stretch because you know the, the Larry, who's uh, related to Bernie Sanders, uh, <laughs> maxed out his donations for Pete Buttigieg. Right. So. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, who also declared victory over Lee Carter last night, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's just, there's like a, a really uh, funny scene with 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 Lynn about like the power dynamics of sitting on one side of a desk versus the other, and they just they kind of take it to an extreme absurd. But you realize how petty he is <laughs> really quickly, right? Because it's all improv, right? So right. All, all the all the dialogue is improv, so you get to really kind of see who he is. Um, but yeah, just a terrible human being, and you know, to 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 root for a thing that was directly hurting the people of you know an island nation that were struggling even. I mean, the Prometheus should have been canceled the minute that hurricane hit. It should have been like, nope, this is we can't do this. We right. can't do this. Uh, this is just unconscionable what we're doing. Right, like, it's we're, a fucking atrocity at that point after after right. the hurricane to try to inflict further damage like that on them. Right. Right, and I and this, you know, when I started working at Department of State, it was right after that hurricane. And whenever I would get a call from somebody in Puerto Rico, I w- would always like kind of do like a check in, you know, beyond whatever they were calling about. I would just say, you know, how how are you? How are things down there? How is your family? And they were always very thankful when I would ask that, um, you know, and and people would say things like, well, you know, like so many people's homes are just, you know, concrete masonry walls one or two room houses that no longer have roofs because the roofs got torn off by the hurricane and they they could rebuild the roof but they don't have any electricity so if they rebuild the roof it's going to be a fucking hot box right but if they don't have a roof the next time a hurricane comes they could get killed right so it, like they they're just using tarps for roofs Ugh. and you know, like basically they ha- they're, you know, looking for a, a ditch to dive into the next time there's a hurricane. So it's it's like, you know, we could rebuild our roofs or homes, but without electricity, it would be like a convection you know, like, oven, it, basically. Yeah. Like when they used to throw people in a box underground and lock them in there as a form of torture because it would right. be 135 degrees, whatever. It'd be like that. Right. So just just imagine living for six months to a year with no electricity in a house with no roof. Horrific. Right. Absolutely and and horrific. Barack Obama says, uh, you're living too high on the <laughs> right. hog. We're going to lower your minimum wage to 425 an hour. Uh, and any, any kind of new construction projects, we're going to bypass the environmental impact survey. So you might, you, you know, you, you might be, get, uh, you know, we might, uh, we might pollute some folks. We might, might put, might we might put McDonald's <laughs> in down the road. You know, sorry if we use asbestos in the construction, though. It's, uh, Right, you get right. what you get, and, and and that process. I don't. I mean, I don't know how many hearings, public hearings, you've been to for, uh, you know, any kind of infrastructure project that you know, needs to have public review and an environmental impact study. There are so many bad projects that couldn't pass that that were stopped right. by public input. There was a. I remember there was years ago. There was a, a some kind of. Um, I think it was like a liquid natural gas terminal, something like that. And I remember I didn't stick around, but I, I kind of dropped by the the public hearing for it. And I think it was what is it? it? Wasn't Greenpeace? It was Sierra Club. Sierra Club sent out an email blast to all of their members who are usually retired, you know, uh, boomers. And 
said, you know, like, hey, we're doing a donation drive and we also need you to come out to this this hearing. And they got like uh, T-shirts to to like 800 people if they promise to show up and testify, because Mm -hmm. if you have a public hearing, you have to give everyone a lot of time to speak. Right. And it was something like 800 people showed up all in opposition to this this uh, LNG terminal or whatever the fuck it was, pipeline, whatever. And the, the testimony was like 99% against it. And so the EPI or the EQ, whoever it was, just basically said, like, uh, like we, <laughs> we, we can't do this purely based on public sentiment being so much opposed to it. Right. Right. So that, that public review, that, that's what public review means, <laughs> right. basically. Uh, to, to just say well, we're not going to have a public review for this new uh, infrastructure because we deemed it critical. Like that, that, that's, that's fascism. Right. That's what, right. <laughs> what it is. Right. And you have... It's not fascism, it's crony the, capitalism. <laughs> it's oh, crony yeah, right. fascism. Thanks, thanks Jake. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's what you get. That's, that's Obama. That's Lynn Witt, Manuel Miranda pushing ProMisa. And that's why you have, um, you know, thousands of miles away uh, in a city on the Great Lakes, you've got people... Just nonstop protesting <clears throat> this austerity bullshit, Promisa. Right. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I th- oh, you know, did you want to mention real quick the Obama Library uh, story? Yeah. Let me let me cut through that real quick because Obama has um, been was gifted twenty acres of public parkland by Rahm Emanuel, uh, <laughs> another shitty Emanuel. Um, and you know, parkland is public parkland is supposed to be perpetuity. Like that's right. you you can't claw you can't give claw that, that back to, to businesses to private entity, uh, but that's exactly what Rahm Emanuel did, and you know the, the people around the area, you know, first firstly they're outraged that you know we're losing twenty acres of of public parkland to a private entity, the Obama Foundation and their library that they want to build, and of course they're going to have you know amenities that are supposed to be there for the public. Uh, and it's supposed to, you know, blend into the to Jackson Park, but um, you know they're going to build this like 240 foot concrete tower in the middle of it too, which, like I like, why? <laughs> that won't be an eyesore at all. I'm sure. It's. I mean, I, the design of it isn't bad, but it's again still like you're a private entity. You should have had to buy the land yourself from other private entities. Right. This should never be a thing that was given to you by the public. Um, but the, it, he won't even enter into like a, a good neighborhood agreement with the surrounding uh, neighborhood coalitions because he he's shrewd enough to know that you don't you know to to get things done you've got to be Robert Moses and just bulldoze your way through public process right a- again we don't want a public review we just want to push you aside but now that like he, he it looks so bad that Obama's been doing like a local PR tour with quote-unquote business leaders, uh, you know, doing sit-down chats to try to gaslight them into looking good, standing next to him, in order to roll over the people in the community that, that don't want it there and are furious he won't even do a, a good neighborhood agreement. So there's a headline here. Uh, to make Obama Presidential Center succeed, local business leaders must support it, former president says, ahead of construction. Uh, former President Barack Obama is urging local business owners to take ownership in bringing the long-delayed presidential library to fruition. I mean, to take ownership? <laughs> like, we, we already have ownership of the public parkland that right. you're trying to privatize, you fucking from, asshole. From, from the people, right. 
Yeah. So the Presidential Center would occupy about 20 acres of land in Jackson Park. The planned campus is bounded by North Midway, Plaisance, Jackson Park's West Lagoon, 63rd Street, and Stone Island Avenue, much like other expansive public spaces and institutions around the city. The center will need uh, continued support from economic leaders to be successful, Obama said during a uh, conversation Friday with the Economic Club of Chicago. Quote, we need the Chicago business community to feel ownership for helping to get this done, because that's how great civic projects in Chicago... Again, this is not a civic project. It's a, it's a private library. It, it, it sounds uh, like he's just saying, we need you to help me gentrify the surrounding area so people aren't afraid exactly. to come to my fucking library. I, I need you to support this for it to be my legacy as a positive thing. Right. Right, and... You know, once it's done, then you know no one will remember that everyone opposed it. You know, and and we'll we'll you know write up my own history here. So he compared it to Millennium Park and the Art Institute, and he says that's how we've historically gotten things done. I hope this will be no different. Uh, so residents continue to organize against displacement communities near the Presidential Center site ahead of its construction. Though Obama and his foundation have rejected neighbors' calls to sign a binding agreement. For community benefits and housing protections, they have made promises of their own accord. The foundation is reserving 35% of presidential center construction jobs for South and West Siders, awarding half of the construction contracts to minority owned, women owned, and other diverse firms, and it is publicizing its progress toward those goals. So, the way that Hire this more always women happens. <laughs> right. So, when, when um, Detroit. Uh, had just come out of bankruptcy and then immediately spent half a billion dollars in subsidies to uh, Little Caesar's Pizza so they could build a new ho- a new hockey arena. Um, yeah, a real thing that happened. They also said this bullshit. They said, right. "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna you know forty percent of the hires are gonna come from Detroit, you know, a city that's eighty five percent black, and it was less than fifteen percent actually got hired locally." Right. And what they said then is what I guarantee is going to happen now. Is they're gonna they're gonna fall short of that, way short of that, and they'll say, "Well, we we put out, you know, we look for those people, but we just couldn't find them within the community. They just weren't there, right?" And, and then or or they'll say, "Well, you know, we we needed you know a higher end, uh, you know, boutique firm to do the you know the really top tier construction. Like they'll just they'll figure out right. a way to not do what they say they're gonna do, and then they'll." they'll They'll say, but we were transparent about it. But we were, we were transparent that we fell short of our, our stated goal. So it's not a commitment if you don't do it. It's right. just your, your intention, right? It, a a right. commitment is not the same thing as intention. But this is how they, they, they you know, and 35%, like, really, 35%. That's, so a, a third of the construction is coming from the lower half of Chicago, uh, y- y- you couldn't. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> you know, most tokenized bullshit. Yeah, right. It's like you know. It, it, again, it's like you're you, the you're you're taking all of this public money to build these things with the the fake promise that oh, but we're going to put that money back into the community, you know, which is just some vague nebulous promise. Unless you say by hiring only people that work in in companies that operate within this community, so that then therefore that money would immediately be funneled back to them and we'll be creating jobs and yada 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 all the bullshit that they sell to you about how capitalism is supposed to work, um, you know, of course, it's all bullshit. They just want to give contracts to their buddies and all these, you know, favored firms and favored construction companies. And yeah. fav- it's, it's all fucking bullshit. I, I will say in their defense, though, trying to, you know, find uh, construction firms that have 
uh, you know, 35% of their, their construction site workers that are, you know, racial minorities or women is probably pretty hard because I know from experienced construction sites are like probably the most racist sexist work environment <laughs> they are but, but, a lot of, but a lot of uh, like but, but a lot well i, I may, maybe this is just where i live but a lot of construction workers in the northeast at least uh are black and hispanic but i mean it, it, it probably varies from from city to city but yeah but yeah i mean it, it's just you know it, it, they never intended to do any of that shit to begin with it's just fucking ridiculous but Right. It's just the promises you make when you're trying to do PR ahead of time. Right. right. And it's it's not because that's not a lofty goal if that was you know, if they were doing it out of nobility, but they're they're clearly doing it just to look good because right, right now they know they look bad. Right. Coming soon. The Obama Presidential <laughs> Library. Sure that I'm sure that'll be a, a real fair uh, examination of his presidency and his failings. I'm gonna I'm sure. go there and steal books. I'm gonna <laughs> steal a book from the Obama Presidential oh, Library man. and not return it. Man, I I, yeah. I I just hope it's it's as interactive as. But you ever see you ever see any of the, the pieces they did on like Bush's presidential library and all, on a, like the little like the talking point section where he explains like why we were. Like he's why you still can go in there and it'll explain the ju- the justification for going into Iraq and why, you know, it, it's just you know, it, it, like a whole exhibit, just a whole exhibit on based on bullshit, oh God. right? Yeah, and that uh, that's what they're they're doing right now is they're trying they're curating what parts of Obama's legacy to like build rooms out of, right, right, right. What <laughs> shit to lie about that uh, he didn't really do or that he did do, but it was horrible, and they'll try to paint it as noble. Right. I want a whole a whole room or exhibit at the Obama Library for why he didn't prosecute anyone in the CIA for torturing people. Right, but did prosecute everyone who was a whistleblower within his uh, within the government while he was president. Yes, yes, record prosecution of whistleblowers. I had one last thing I wanted to, to get here, and I've been updating this uh, because BMW, the car company, BMW, <laughs> uh, did did one of the like the dumbest things you can do is to assume that your brand is so popular that, like, everyone that replies is going to favor your brand. Right. So they put a poll out (laughs) for hashtag World Environment Day. Not Earth Day, but World Environment Day. That can mean anything you want it to when you're a corporation that is killing the environment. Um, And they put out a poll asking, what do you think is the best way to get around town and still do our part to protect our environments? <laughs> and the options you could vote for, because it's Twitter, you only get four. Uh, car sharing, e-scooters, public transport, or, this is exactly how they said it, my super sustainable BMW. <laughs> <laughs> I And again, I know this doesn't you know, electric cars are kind of bullshit too because of how much carbon they take to make. I don't even think they have like a popular electric car. Like they're just talking about their regular, like straight up, you know, gas combustion engine car. How many? How many people on Twitter do you think own a super sustainable BMW? Yeah, on Twitter, probably not too many. Only, only, only uh, like the people with blue checks. Like, so yeah. So urbanist transpo wonk Twitter got a hold of this baby and. um so this was this was a uh, 
six day or no, this was like a ten day long poll. Oh, Jeez. Wow. Um, but I've been checking back because it's just gotten worse for BMW. <laughs> uh, so the last time I checked it, uh, thirty three thousand two hundred and twenty four votes. Car sharing, one percent. Now I presume carpooling and or Uber they, Lyft is, probably, is I think lumped in like there. Uber and Lyft, yeah. Car sharing, one percent. Uh, e-scooters, five percent. Uh, my super sustainable BMW, six <laughs> percent. <laughs> so you, even even a, you know because like drivers. Wait, what was uh, and what was the public transport percentage? Oh, we'll get we'll get oh, to okay. that in a second. But uh, I mean, you can do the math real quick. But like even just like regular car, I mean, whether you own a BMW or not, but like just regular car drivers <laughs> hate e-scooters because <laughs> they don't like having to watch out for things that they have to be responsible for not killing. Right. So even amongst <laughs> the general public, e-scooters were only 1% <laughs> less popular than my super sustainable BMW, but public transport got 88%. Right. <laughs> so what's the best way to get around town and still do our part for, for the environment? Take the fucking bus, asshole. <laughs> fucking BMW. Uh, yeah, I, I was so mad because I, fa- I don't know if I, 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 don't, I forget if I told you this on the podcast or not, but you know, so I live in the kind of Hartford area. Apparently, Hartford used to have like a super, uh, like thriving uh, trolley, uh, like electric trolley uh, line. That of course, you know, <laughs> cars came in and fucking killed. Like the car companies came in and killed in the. I think like the 60s or 70s, but apparently you used to be able to take a trolley from like Hartford to New Haven, which is a half hour plus car ride. Like, so that's a real fucking long. Right. So that would have been like an interurban line. Um, right. And then, so and then would... within Hartford, there, there were separate lines, you know, like it had a whole. Yep. Which, which sounds fucking awesome because uh, trolleys sure. are fucking great. Like I went, the one, the coolest thing about like I visited San Francisco when I was a kid was that you could literally, and or New Orleans, you know, when I visited there, so you could just fucking hop on a trolley for like fifty cents and like get from one side of the city to the other and hop off. And it's like, yeah, how is this not yeah. how everyone travels around a fucking city? Right. Well, New Orleans uh, was a city where they really wanted to preserve the old parts of it, and they never got rid of their streetcars. And, you know, after part of their Katrina recovery was to expand their streetcar network. Really? Right. And, yeah. So there's streets in New Orleans that are just grass. Mm. Right? Like, the street is just grass. Right. And, and the tracks track. are embedded in the grass. And, you know, and they don't go fast, but it's designed to move tourists around. Because that's where that city makes its money, is everyone in the South goes to New Orleans. It's like the Vegas to L.A., uh, and you know they're all a bunch of overweight, drunken rednecks in golf shirts. You know you wouldn't want them <laughs> on any. You wouldn't want them operating a fucking truck or any other vehicle <laughs> right, right. or a bicycle. Like you just put them on a trolley and fucking cart them around. Um, we were talking just before the show about uh, the <laughs> when I was down there in New Orleans, I, I got to meet Harry Shearer, uh, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll save that whole story for another time. But yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a great city. It really is. Um, I, I love going there. And if you like humidity, oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> right. If you, if if you, you like wanna... clean drinking water, maybe not so much. But, but if you do like humidity and right. uh, If you cool... have male genitalia and you want your scrotum to be stuck to the side of your thigh <laughs> 24-7, 365 uh, days a year, New Orleans is the town for you. Right. 
Yeah, last time I went, uh, there was a boil water advisory, and we literally could not drink water, uh, drinks at a restaurant. <laughs> like, you literally yep. were just drinking bottled and canned drinks the entire time we were there, so it's, that was fun. You know, and I, I, I've, I've said this on the show before, but I'll, I'll, I still have, um, like, weather alerts and public service alerts from, yeah, from uh, on my phone, and I get, like, a boil water advisory on my phone for New Orleans, <laughs> or, or, like, a... Like a, a neutral ground parking warning because it's gonna flood. Right, you know, right. You're, like they're like, hey, move your par- repark your car somewhere where it won't float away <laughs> below sea level because <laughs> it's about to fucking flood. Oh, uh, which again, people people don't understand that like the the levees in New Orleans were never designed to keep out hurricane water. They're designed to just you know channel regular rainwater out of the city. Right, right, and you got to realize that Lake Pontchartrain is higher than the sea level and is higher than the si- most of the city of New Orleans. Well, and the whole city's only... right below sea level for the most part. Right, right. <laughs> Which is insane. But it's, like the, but it's, you know, it's even, it's even further lower than Lake Pontchartrain, which is, wow. if you go to the edge of Lake Pontchartrain and, like, look, it, like, there's no wall there. It's just, it's like a little... It's terrifying. <laughs> it's it's a, like a little berm. Right. Right? There's not, there's not even, like a, like, a high berm around the city like between the mississippi river in new orleans so like you know <laughs> gee I hope that thing wasn't built by the lowest bidder <laughs> like no that's actually i mean it, the 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 earth berm uh between the city and the mississippi river is massive right. it's like hundreds of feet across and probably top to bottom about 50 to 70 feet so that's that's not the problem it's it's the other right <laughs> right right the levees themselves come the other way but that's you know i mean it's they built that city. They started building that city 400 years ago, and you know the they they channeled the river to go around the city so it doesn't fill with any sediment from the river anymore. So this whole whole city is gradually sinking, right? Right. and you know it's it's like I'm sure when they started to build the city 400 years ago, they didn't imagine that the city would be all you know skyscrapers and concrete they thought right. well we'll just move we'll move the barns if that ever has to happen <laughs> right, <laughs> right. won't be a big deal move the river boats up the up river a little bit <laughs> right the fucking paddle um, boat we'll just move that uh so yeah but it's it's you know it's not like they can't fix these things it's that we don't invest in infrastructure right and if we try to then you just need one joe mansion to shoot it down and say well i don't i don't want to do it yep He's the only reason, the only thing standing between us and uh, fair elections and health care and no more filibuster and all that stuff. It's all that darn Joe, Man- Joe, Joe Lieberman. I mean Joe Manchin's fault. <laughs> um, all right. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to get out of here. But uh, if you want to support the show, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, Facebook.com slash move left idiots, uh, Patreon.com slash move left, merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>